0: Matter of Faction podcast with pricey and Brownie. Here we are, episode 16 of the Matter of Faction podcast for the Handshake Media Network. And uh this week we've been described as the Burton Ernie of <laughs> metal podcasts.
1: Got to give a shout out to Reese because of the fact that we have been We've been arguing. at each other. Yeah, we have, but it's all healthy and it's all great in my opinion for what we've been arguing about. It's healthy bands. Uh, Angels on Airways, for example, they are playing their first shows in a few years across the States and they debuted a new song, which one of the punters filmed chucked up online. It was, uh, so quickly put online and snapped up by publications all around the world talking about it Mm -hmm. so much so that Rise Records, who they are now signed to, Mm -hmm. dropped the song earlier than expected because they wanted more people to see it. Wasn't it always planned for today? No, it was planned for Friday, but Saturday our time. Oh Yeah, okay. so they brought it forward a day. So it
0: was basically Thursday Pretty US much, time. yeah,
1: Thursday night, yeah. Oh, so the power of the out. people, man. Exactly.
0: See, this also it, it fits both our arguments, I think, Brown, because what it meant was they were like, you know what? Let's not have the world get introduced to this song by this rubbish audio. Let's give them the real thing. Meanwhile, you're also like, yes, new song. New Angels and Angels. However I can get it.
1: Exactly. That's the thing. There is a want and demand for this band and any band, any band for that matter, right? So if you have a good phone and you're at a show and they debut a new song, just like Polaris did on the Architects Tour with uh, Hypermania, if you have a good song, get it online, people can see it, froth up over it, and then get ready for the actual studio quality release.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't good. Like the, the song was good. But the audio quality wasn't good.
1: Says you. I thought it was great. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't good. It was in the middle. It was great. Tom DeLong looks happy on stage. And that's yeah, all we yeah. care about in this yeah, world, that's cool. right?
0: I'm all for it. I, like, I'm all for people getting excited about that. But let's not say, like, let's not pretend that this is, you know the final form of the song. Like, no. Or, or, oh. the, or the most ultimate form of the song. Like, this is a this is a Please teaser. acknowledge that you're waiting, You're. it's hyping you for the real drop. That's exactly please right. Please tell me that. But
1: it gives us an idea of what to expect okay. for when this real song drops. And the okay. studio quality came out and I already knew it's some good. of the words. And it and is and great. And it's very good. And they have returned to form. I'm Angels really and like their it. waves are sounding like they did when they first came yeah. out. With a bit of new and a touch of their last album, The Dream Walker. And... All is right in the universe again. And uh, all is not
0: right back in his old bandmates' camp. Oh, wow. Ooh. What was that video, Brown?
1: All right, Blink182, not to discredit them at all because it is such a good That's song. A great track. And then they just like. Just, they I don't they know what a bunch of they kids, did, man. And these kids are doing the Fortnite dance throughout it all. It's like. And they probably we... had a
0: great time. I'm
1: sure they did. But do they know who Blink182 is? No, they look all of like 11 years old, right? Yeah. So they probably got a memo out for the parents of the PT oh, meeting. Yeah. That Those said, are. Hey, there's going to be a band coming, and they want to film a video clip. And those kids are like it's come cool. down and
0: come down and floss or whatever it is that you do.
1: <laughs> and we're going to be on camera, yeah. And then these guys walk in. and It's like I have no idea who they are, but we're just going to dance around. Like Why Fortnite. is the old man
0: in a polo shirt here? I just like
1: look. It's happened. It's in the universe. It's out, and we just need to. Quickly move on and forget that it happened yeah. and go back to looking at the lyric video if you want to watch a video for Darkseid by yeah. Blink-182. I'm sorry.
0: I, I shriveled up into a cringe, like, raisin. You know how... So bad.
1: How you see something and it, it instantly gives you a bad day. <laughs> that's, yeah. I started my morning... You
0: knew, you knew uh, yeah. that was coming. You're like, oh, I'm you, getting a few tags in this. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, look, it came out
0: and like... Well, see, that's what happens when you're so vocally a supporter. You know that like, if the day comes where you see the hero become the villain... <laughs> That's exactly right. You know that your support's coming back to... Yeah. It's like, going to get thrown in your face. But
1: look, there's not much I can say right now. We'll talk about this closer to the album release, but all I can say is that you'll be pleasantly surprised with my opinion... On the new Blink One Eight Two album. Stay tuned in a couple of weeks' time. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a rundown of my reasoning why and what I thought of it, and why this. I don't want you to shit on it. No, no, no. I'm I not don't going want you to, to like, at all. But they're not. They're not making it easy for me. Not yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. No, I not know. By doing but videos like, like this, it I won't take hard. any
0: pleasure from it. I won't take any pleasure. Like I would be like, oh, good. Brownie hates it. Like <laughs> you know, I, I hate it too. And it's not like, like I think they're generally genuinely. The, you can go 50-50 right down the middle on the singles that they've released so far. Yep. Good and bad.
1: Yep. And I can tell you right now, the singles are not the best thing from this. Oh, that's awesome. So stay tuned. Um, Don't, write them off yet because of a bad video clip. Everyone <laughs> makes a bad video clip I, once in their I, life.
0: I think even on record on this podcast I've said Dark Side is a good song.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is a great song. Unfortunately, whoever did the directing of that video just needs to take a look at themselves and realise the band they're dealing with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: End rant. Speaking of ending things, um, let's move on to the next segment, which is Ebony's story in the newsroom. Take it away with the heavy news.
2: Cool, thanks guys. Wage War have just released their new album Pressure and Cody exc- Exclusively spoke to me the other week about the similarities between their song low and architects doomsday where he says the riff is fully original from my brain and was done before doomsday ever saw the light of day so there we have it situation resolved the ghost inside have given us an update on their future live performances saying that they will be playing more shows in 2020 but not touring so you have to hold out a bit longer for a tour from them Speaking of tours, though, Devil Driver have just finished up a run with All That Remains and Lycanthrope. But before they left the country, Des Fafara tweeted about the band coming back again next year. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes played Reading and Leeds Festival the other week, and they started a girls-only mosh for one song. As a girl, I think that's great. It's inclusive a safe space for girls who want to mosh but they don't want to get a fist in the face from some aggressive dude so hopefully when they come to Australia in January next year for their headline tour they bring that movement with them that's it stay heavy
0: thank you so much Ebony for that heavy news now Brownie we're excited for the Heaven and Hell tour
1: it's coming up very soon very very soon
0: and uh, you had a chance recently to chat with Nikki from Pagan Mm -hmm. Nikki Brooman and they're on that tour, which I'm stoked about. And you got a little little insight that we might be hearing some new music earlier than we thought.
1: Well, there's no point in me telling you. You might as well just take a listen to it. Nikki from Pagan, welcome to the show.
3: Hello, thank you for having me. It's great to be here.
1: Any bloody time you want to come on this show, you know you're welcome. You don't even need an invitation. I'll remember that. (laughs) Now, let's take a look at uh, the year that Pagan has had recently in more of a focus on your UK domination. You went over to the UK, you played a show, and then before leaving, you played another show because of the want and demand for the band. How was that?
3: Oh, it was just amazing. Like, getting to go over there twice in about six months was just surreal. It was great for building the um, frequent flyer boys. (laughs) (laughs) But also, it just makes you just like so much more tight as a band to be on the other side of the world and have people singing the words back to you from your album that you would never even have imagined would reach ears over that side of the world. But yeah, it's really special and I I just adore being able to do it.
1: Well, look, we enjoy watching you go over there just as long as, you know, you you don't move over there and leave us all behind over here, that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, I can't make any promises. (laughs) I don't... I don't see that happening anytime soon. Well, one of the
1: things that I I, I love seeing was obviously when Kerrang! got you into their little bar show that they've got, it's just this tiny little bar and there's hardly any space for, I mean, what was the capacity for that show?
3: Uh, It was, I reckon it was about 50 people max that could squeeze in there. The space was so small that, it was a little bar called Blondies in London and the space was so small that max, drum kit had to go in the doorway so as soon as we started the door was shut and like no one could get out while we were playing it was so tiny that to crowd surf people had to jump on the bar and then jump into the crowd of like 50 people it was an amazing experience i just love kerrang i've always loved it as a magazine since i was like a 14-year-old kid, I would buy it from the local agent. So to be, like, have such a good rapport with them and for them to be so supportive of us when we go over there, it's so awesome. And, though, yeah, those shows are so special. I watched, uh, before we did ours, I watched Parkway Drive. Yeah. <laughs> one in the same part. It was so funny. There were so many people in there that, like, no one could even move. No one could even jump up and down because they were that crammed that all they could do was, like, bang their heads
1: it was hilarious it's a surreal experience as a fan to watch as well i mean like pagan relatively came from you know the shadows i first came across you guys at uh big sound and then from there you've released blackwash you've done countless tours across and around australia and then obviously you know making the big jump overseas as well too so to see you guys doing so well on an international scale is just mind-blowing that it's happened in such a short amount of time
3: Yeah, thank you. It does feel like it's all happened very quickly, I must agree. Like, you know, when you've got those opportunities in front of you, you can't turn them away. Yes. So we just sort of kept saying yes, and then before we knew it, we'd gone to Europe and the UK twice in like six months, and... Um, Looking back on it, it's been such a crazy year.
1: Well, look, uh, you're doing these shows with the Amity Affliction, September 12 in Sydney, September 14 in Brisbane, and September 16 in Melbourne. Um, Mm -hmm. What happens after this? Obviously, you've been working on some music I've been seeing, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. We've had a bit of downtime to just write, and we've got some things up our sleeves for the future. Lots more studio time and working on a potential
1: second album oh okay all right it's so it's up in the air nothing's official as of yet don't get hopes up but uh you know what are the chances of hearing a new song on this Emily affliction tour well i can't make any promises
3: but never say never so i'll just have to wait
1: and see excellent and with this album as well will you be heading down the same kind of style do you reckon or would you change things up and, and and progress and try some experimenting with the new release
3: we're always keen to experiment new things and bring in sounds that we really like, and we're always keen to like develop new sounds as we grow and as our music taste evolves. So it'll definitely still have the pagan foundations, but definitely be pushing the boundaries.
1: Awesome! Well, we cannot wait to see what Pagan do next. The Emily Afflictions tour once again kicks off September twelfth. Nikki from Pagan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for stopping by.
3: Likewise, thanks, Brownie.
1: Always good to chat. Nikki's amazing; like, can't stress that enough. So, I'm really looking forward to see if they do play this new song. Hopefully, because um, yep. she was kind of a bit elusive towards the end of that there about playing the song, but I reckon it's going to come out. So, love it. Looking forward to that one.
0: Love it. And uh, this week just gone has uh, it's been declared; it's national, it's international, it's tool time.
1: Yes. <gasps> I bet you five dollars you can't do that again. That exact. <coughs> okay, all right, take my money.
0: You could have fill. You could have followed that up with. Oh, I don't think so, Tim. No,
1: uh, no, no, no. Uh. It's been ages since I watched that show, mate. This back uh. when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Wow. But enough about that. And cool. Tim Allen. What was your expectations, and how were they met with Fear Inoculum?
0: I really went into this like trying. You know, when when I was talking to other people about it and all of that sort of stuff, everyone was you know they were talking about how excited they were or nervous they were or whatever. I, I tried to go into this as neutral as possible. Like, there's just I, I didn't really see any purpose in like hyping myself into a lather yeah. about it. And then, you know, you know I tried to come into this as like objective as possible, looking at it as this is a new tool record. Uh, it's you know. It, it, I tried to come into it looking at at the same level as any other record that I listen to every week.
1: Okay, so just any other band, not yeah. Just the I tried cool that's f- yeah yeah, okay, yeah yeah. So I
0: tried not to, you know, at the same time going like, "Whew, it's tool like it's it's here the d- the day has come," you know.
1: I think um, like there were a lot of people who who were what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, it was there in front of you, but they're in disbelief. Like, they couldn't believe it. And it was listen- finally yeah. here. And, yeah, and, that, and there was a lot of hesitations about, is this really happening? Is this yeah. And you listen through the album. Come on, what's a joke? Where's it going to happen? But no, it's legit here. It yeah. is absolutely here. And it's Yeah, it's and I've form. seen
0: people picking up their, their physical copy at the the store as well and, you know, taking it home with them. Like, they got the little screen. Yeah. The whole thing, amazing. Which is,
1: you know, just... It's a tool thing. It's very yeah. tool, but it's a very cool piece of memorabilia to yeah. now own and have in yeah. your hands. Album-wise, though, what did you think?
0: I really like it. it, it I listened to it in full today. Um, I actually put it on the Faction Radio. Played it in full, that's right, 2 yeah. PM, played it in full, 86 minutes of it. And uh, it's it's re- It's a real journey. Um, there's some weird moments in the middle of it. There's a, there's a song there where they fuck around on, it. I think it's a Mellotron. Like an organ. I did hear that, yeah, yeah. It gets weird. It gets a little bit like... Experimental? Well, it's or a, bit like it's tool, a bit odd. It's a bit odd. playing organs? Yeah. Um, but they... Uh, they uh, for the most part... And, you know, I'm a drummer. So, you know, Danny Carey's drum parts for me are the highlight. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're real. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people talk um uh production wise as well about how well those drums are produced and you know that they're some of the best sounding drums they've ever heard on on any record yeah i mean that's a big call but it begs to be said that you know they they do sound phenomenal
1: yeah like the precision the amount of yeah. time effort energy they've placed into these songs to mm. make them worthy of the amount of time in between mm. albums like it's it's a project and it's something that's taken them so long and they're not going to rush it. Like everything they've done with this album, you listen to it. It sounds like perfection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they've really, there is a tone and a, and a feel throughout the entire record. It doesn't, it doesn't meander around into different territory or anything like that. It is, it is thematic. It has a, a theme and a sound and a tone that is continuous throughout the entire thing. I think it is. I feel, it's intended to be listened on purpose in one go. In yeah. one go. Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like to me. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like uh, it's meant to be consumed in like listen to the singles, singles or, or, yeah, or yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it feels like there's peaks and valleys and troughs and everything that you're meant to take that journey. Yeah. with every listen. And I really look forward to the idea of like whatever the vinyl release is of this. I think that's going to be like, if there is going to be one.
1: I've, um, I've heard rumors that there is going to yeah. be one, but you know, it, planning once again to make sure it's a great product the band want to have. So, yeah. yeah,
0: I can only see it being, it's definitely going to be more than two records.
1: Yeah, you reckon. Because, well, well because I mean, there are, and they're and 15, 16,
0: yeah, but there are also 15, 16 minute tracks and that sort of that's stuff on it. it. Yeah, yeah. And then the next one will be like a 12 minute. You can't fit that on one side. Ah, oh,
1: that's right, So you're going to have to
0: almost have... Now, there's 10 tracks on the digital version. There's seven on the physical. Yep. Because the 10 tracks don't actually fit on the CD. <laughs> is that why that happened? Yeah. Okay, well, that makes it, sense now. The CD only fits 72 minutes worth of music, I believe. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah. And so this is 86. So that's why
1: the, uh, the CD only has... Because it's normally the opposite way around. They want you to buy a CD which has the additional songs on Correct. there. So there Correct. you go. My mind is blown. Yeah, right. so
0: with the vinyl, you can have as many discs as you want to fit those 10 tracks on, but you might end up with a a six-disc collection or something like
1: that. A, a Lane no-box set, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go with that, but yeah, it's... Could, could they release a collection of records for each song. Is that something they could do? I think it's
0: possibly that's, I don't know. Is that the only think, way no, they can go I think, about? I think you could have a disc per every two songs. Yeah. Because okay. you'd have, I mean, there are some it, tracks it, that are only like two minutes.
1: Cause it seems like t- t- if I was to put myself into tall shoes for a second, yeah. Um, I think that would be a logical way to go about doing it. You have one song that you listen to, you per put that side. one record on. Because if you've got two flip it, it kind yeah. of yeah, it kind of takes away in a way. Mm. If you've got two songs back to back. Whereas if you've got them on either side, then yeah, I can understand that. If you've got mm. ten songs, that's five records as and then or, you've got or the one, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I can see that being something for the future as opposed to two mm. because like you said, they're not gonna fit on two records.
0: And to me, that also uh, would justify a high price tag. Yeah, absolutely. As well. Yeah, exactly. Know, what, it'll C- probably be more than the than the CD version, I would say. Because what was that the CD? would be like, one
1: hundred and thirty bucks or something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. It'd have to be more than that. Because,
0: you know, your two your double disc vinyl sometimes you know goes for up to eighty nine. Yeah, i i bought a um a
1: gatefold double release and yeah, it costs eighty nine or something yeah. along the lines of that. Yeah. So so you'd
0: have to think if you're dropping in five vinyl at the least. Yep that's going to be a $150, 200 investment.
1: And, and the thing is, if you're a tool fan like yourself, Pricey, you yep. will spend the money to have it in your collection. I'm not
0: going to lie. I'm very strongly considering that. Yep. And it, what, it, what it actually does, it makes the... Because um, there, there is vinyl of Enema out there, but it's very, very rare. I think it only had a European release back then. Right, yeah. And so they're three $300 to get. Like on Discogs and that sort of stuff. Yep, it makes that seem less expensive now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then here we go. Price's Christmas present this year is going to cost upwards of twenty thousand dollars, so you can have a full collection of <laughs> tour memorabilia, well, records, and whatnot. Well, I've got
0: the ones that are available in Australia, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have anima, and I. I haven't invested in a physical product of this one yet. So
1: if you're listening and you like Pricey, you yeah. know what he wants for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I heard the album. And yep. as I've said before in the past, in comparison, you are the big Tool fan. For me, the thing I love the most about it is I could sleep to it. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. I'm not that much of a... Like, like a solid sleeper at night i sleep with white noise i sleep yep. with music metal core yep. whatever it is yep. i put this on Same. within three minutes i was asleep man and it's great because
0: some I th- people would take that as a negative review
1: no positive it's yeah. soothing and it's soothing metal and that's what i mean like tool aren't heavy blistering metal right yeah, they're not yeah, melt correct. your face off kind of yeah. stuff it's groove metal it's it's stuff it's that, that you can intended
0: s- to be like actively consume. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's and, and progressive and intentional. And
1: look, I don't know if you're like this, but I've found myself in this situation before where I've listened to albums through sleeping. Yeah. And like over time, you learn the lyrics while you're sleeping. Yeah, exactly. Osmosis
0: that's absolutely happened to me. Yeah.
1: So with that said, if you're one of these people like me, give it a listen. It could while put you you're to sleeping. sleep. Yeah. You know, or it could be something that gets you help fall asleep. Yeah. And over time, the more you You'll to it. You'll take it in.
0: Man, I absolutely agree with that. I used to have a sleep playlist, uh, yeah, which I yeah. lost in a, a hard drive crash, but uh, it, it was back when, you know, you had your own music and you made a playlist in iTunes of, ah, your, own, right, yeah. of your own library. Yeah. So I lost that playlist at, with no hope of ever remembering exactly what tracks were in it. Yeah. So I couldn't, I could never recreate it in Spotify or something. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But... Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Like I de- there were definitely songs in there that I shouldn't rightly know the lyrics to cuz they weren't necessarily songs I'd put on during the day, during the day. when you're conscious. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Like if you want to listen to Tool 24/7, you have that ability to do that, especially when you're asleep.
0: That'd be a great great playlist.
1: Um, but something we're lo- also looking forward to, uh we spoke to Nikki earlier on, who is obviously on the Heaven and Hell tour, uh, we were stoked to get a phone call this week um, and say that Dan Brown wants to come on the show. Dan Brown from the Emity Affliction.
0: And so we'll call this Brown on Brown?
1: Brown on Brown. Hey, get around the Brown. The Brown sound. Okay, let's just do it. Here's my chat with Dan Brown. Please welcome to the show Dan Brown, a.k.a. Dan DTD from the Emity Affliction.
4: <laughs> How you go, mate?
1: Mate, pretty bloody good. Hey, it is fantastic to see such an amazing event like this held in Brisbane because let's face it, when it comes to music events like this, it normally goes to Sydney or Melbourne. So, you know, thank you boys for putting on this massive Heaven and Hell Festival here in Brisbane.
4: Oh, it's our pleasure. For sure. like Brisbane's like a second home to us. Uh, I grew up in Byron Bay, but some of the guys grew up on the sunny coast. So it it feels like a homecoming. And every time we do the headline tour we end up on brisbane usually at the end of the tour because we like to finish strong but this one's in the middle and yeah it's going to be good
1: this is insane like you guys have only played two shows in australia this year which were at download festival now we get to see you running down the east coast Are are you stoked to finally play longer sets and get these songs from misery out there for fans
4: yes definitely we could we kicked ourselves recently we were like Oh my God, we've not even toured misery in Australia yet because we get so caught up in like, you know, the Northern Hemisphere, it's just go, go, go. Yeah. So we're like, Oh, it's awesome. We finally get you know, we like you said, we played download and got to play some of our songs, but that's a short set and we don't really get to do our headliner show with all the flashbangs and all the bells and whistles, but we get to play a lot of our new song, new songs and we like doing that and yeah, sharing that with fans.
1: Yeah, well, we can't wait to see what you guys have to offer. Now, the album literally just turned one on August twenty-four. How did how do
4: you celebrate an anniversary like that? I didn't even realize that. <laughs> we see actually, I got an email through Spotify saying you know, album's because you get the the fan insight. So it's been out for one year, and I don't know. It's crazy. The, the like I said, the craziest thing is that we have not done it in Australia yet, and we're we've we've been playing the songs for about a year, like other Steves So I think, um, I don't really know how to celebrate. I guess it's kind of like, okay, another one in the bag, let's just <laughs> keep going. And once we do the Australian Headliner and play these shows, it will feel like almost the end of a cycle, and then we'll be um, looking forward to what we're going to do next, I guess. Always yeah. looking forward.
1: Well, it, I guess, you know, like you were saying, it's pretty hard to sort of get excited over an album when you, this will be your third one. I guess it's like having kids. The first one's great, the second one's cool, the third one's like, oh, okay, well, I know what I'm doing by now.
4: <laughs> yeah, sort of. It kind of feels like that, but... um. Like I always say, uh, we get asked a lot, when do you know when you're going to put out a new album? And we just say, well, when we think we've got songs that are good enough, like we don't, we don't really sit on a schedule with that. We just want to, if it's ready, it's ready, and we're going to put it out. So, And everything else revolves around that, I guess. So uh, you're right. <laughs> I, I don't remember, like we didn't let the ocean take me And I think we're still playing songs off that for sure. Like we have some big hits off that one. But yeah, I'm I'm always more excited to play, even if it's one of the softer tracks off the newer stuff, I'm always like, yeah, this is cool, we'll get to play new stuff because we're always pumped up on, you know, progressing.
1: Now, taking a look at this tour, and you've been asking fans on the event pages that I've noticed, like the songs that you want them to play, sort of. So obviously we're going to see a lot of the Misery songs for the very first time, but how far back into the back catalogue would you guys consider going to play on this tour?
4: I think we would go back to Youngbloods. That's about as far as we'd like to go anything further than that. And we've we've tried it. We've tried it before and playing some really old songs like we played Unify a few years ago and we thought, let's do songs off every album, like a big anniversary kind of thing. And although there's a lot of fans that say, I want to hear the old stuff, I think at this stage, there's more fans that want to hear the new stuff. Yeah. So we, when we play the older songs, we're like, here we go. And we, we count in, we get that song going and you can kind of see about maybe 75% of the crowd going, what the hell is this? So it's hard to keep everyone happy. We only play for you know hour 15 and to jam about 15 or 16 songs into that, it's um, pretty cutthroat at the end of the day. So I'm, co- I'm glad we're doing the survey thing because I think that's as fair as we can be to try and make everybody happy. But um, we haven't played anchors in years and years and years, yeah. but I know it's a fan favorite. So I wouldn't be surprised if we end up playing something like that. Being like an
1: old school Emity Affliction fan like myself, I'm glad that you put that into perspective for me to understand that because, you know, I remember seeing the band back in the days of Severed Ties playing to like 20, 30 people at Rosie's and Thriller in Brisbane and all of those people grew up. They've had families, myself included as well. So like, it's interesting to see from your perspective of when you play these songs, the amount of people that don't get into it anymore because they're the newer fans who picked up after Youngblood. So yeah, I didn't understand that. And and now that you put it into perspective, it makes a whole lot sense why you don't revisit that far back.
4: Yeah, well like I said we'd like to and we've tried it but um at a point this becomes we have like a little bit of a responsibility to entertain the majority I guess which is a strange way of looking at being in a band but that's just through trial and error we've kind of landed at okay maybe not the really old stuff and there's something to be said about, like, leaving that where it was as well. Yeah. Because um, I think maybe that's why a lot of it doesn't work because everyone likes that one part in that old song and that's usually just the way the songs are written. They're written to, like you say, like, play a show to about 40 or 50 people and that crowd moves around and, like, receives songs a lot more differently than thousands of people because everyone's waiting for that one bit and they might sing along to that one bit that's fine, because everyone's into it, but um, if you've got, you know, 4,000 people looking back at you, kind of waiting for the bit, and some people not even knowing about the bit, and you get to it, and you go, oh, geez, that was a pretty dead four minutes, or whatever it was, so <laughs> we've we've tried different things, like we've done medleys and stuff in the past, we've kind of joined the best of old songs together and done stuff like that, but that. I think it's a little confusing sometimes yeah. like we do it and people will be like, what What are they doing to this song? I don't understand. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it where it was, I think, with some of that really old stuff.
1: Well, guys, keep doing what you're doing. We can't wait to see the future of the m Affliction. The Heaven and Hell Tour kicks off Thursday, September 12th in Sydney, goes to the Heaven and Hell Festival in Brisbane on the 14th and wraps up in Melbourne on September 16th. Get your tickets right now through Live Nation. Dan Brown, it's been a pleasure. You too, mate. Nice talking to you.
0: The tour is almost upon us and uh, tickets, you can grab those at livenation.com.au. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amity Afflictions Heaven and Hell Tour starring Under Oath, Cross, Cross Faith, Faith Pagan. Pagan,
1: Come to Brisbane, Pricey and I will be sitting there on the hill watching the a tin. Thornhill, Void of Vision, Endless Heights, uh, Southeast Desert Metal, um, Trophy Eyes, Make Them Suffer. It mm. is a massive music festival and the thing is the boys have said that if this does well, they are bringing it back for an annual event. Love it. It's come straight from their voices, their ma- own mouths, their own brains. This is what they want to do to give back to Brisbane. So if Curating. you're in Brisbane, this is your opportunity to own something. This is the first, love it. The first incarnation and look how big it is. So mm. who knows what they can do next year and so on and so this forth. This could
0: end up being the Australian Fest.
1: E- essentially, yeah. Like that, like, that yeah, style of event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the Emity Affliction or curated. Ozfest. They've put it on. Emity yeah. Fest. M Fest. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it. So, yeah, we'll uh, obviously catch everyone there. It's not this weekend, it's next weekend. So, um, yeah, come say good day. Uh, I'm Pricey. I'm Brownie. And uh, it's time for us to get the bloody hell out of here.
0: And uh, you've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast on the Handshake Media Network. Smash that subscribe button and catch you next week.
1: Enjoy your face.
0: You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.